Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, and welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this podcast, I'm going to continue the discussion with the panel of experts on startups. We're going to discuss some problems with startups, also sequestering agents and other things in this part, in part two of the series. So I'll be joined again by Dave Penton, who is a local builder in Southern California. He's also one of the hosts of Ask the Masters. It's a podcast geared towards pool building. And then I'll be joined by Dave Rockwell, who is a pool service professional who's been in the industry for a very long time, who does a lot of startups himself. And he also is the co-host of the Pool Pro podcast. And Chip Lau is a member of the National Plasters Council, and he'll be representing the Plaster Council in this podcast with a lot of great insight on pool startups and, of course, the outcome of the plaster and the other pool surfaces that we're going to be discussing in this podcast. Leslie's Pool Supplies is a proud partner of the Pool Guy Podcast Show. Leslie's Pool Supplies has been do-it-yourselfers and pool trade professionals trusted partners since 1963, providing quality products and services to make pool care easy and solutions and expertise to do it right. And switching switching gears a little bit, now that I have a builder here, and we have a service guy, Dave Rockwell, and myself, and we have a representative from the National Plaster Council, how much of a bad startup will be the tech's fault? How much is the builder plaster? How can you tell beyond like the obvious things like filling with the autofill or brushing with a stainless steel brush or you know throwing a bag of salt in the first day, um, things like that? How can you tell... You know, who's at fault when there's a problem with the actual startup itself? Um, is there a simple rule? Probably not, but I know a lot of times I get a lot of pool guys that are worried about doing startups because they're gonna they're afraid they're holding the bag at that point. And then, of course, you have builders that are afraid to hire certain people. So it's kind of a mixed bag, but I know the question is hard to answer in some ways, but um, is there anything that we can go off of to kind of identify common issues? I think I'll get started as a builder. Um, uh, there's, uh, and I think you're going to get three separate opinions from uh, from each of us, and and you'll take pieces uh, and maybe discount pieces from each of us. Um, from a builder's perspective, it's I'm nervous about who's doing the startup for me, um, and it's actually why I include it within my contract uh, because I know I have a team, uh, depending on the region that I work in, um, a team of professionals that I know and trust and understand and have trained them what I expect with a startup, um, and uh, and generally we don't have very many issues, if any at all. Um, so, uh, but also. Um, there are a lot of the, the swim pool industry is filled with a lot of guys working out of the back of a pickup truck um, and plasters are tend to be the same. And so um, I would say that if you're working, if, if the plaster was done by a good quality company, 
their rate of problems is pretty low. Um, that being said, you know, if somebody is, is wheelbarrowing out of the back of a pickup truck, um, you may get a good result, but you know, I'm, I'm more likely to be suspicious of that. So, um, kind of the rule of thumb that I believe, and I think Rockwell has a little bit different opinion is that if you've got a good solid plaster company and you've got a problem, um, I would say 70% of the time, it's probably something dealing with water chemistry. Um, if it's a if it's a no name or a, a plaster company that you're less familiar with, I would be, you know, I'd say it probably goes to 50-50. So, um, yeah, that's that's my opinion. Uh, to answer the question directly, how much of a bad startup is the tech's fault? Well, if it's truly a bad startup, it's all the tech's fault. He, he's in charge of that. He needs to know what he's doing and, and he needs to be able to justify and verify the things he did and the decisions he made. The, the issue is though that uh, plaster problems don't necessarily always reveal themselves as, okay, this was a startup issue. This is a plaster installation issue. For instance, you have a, a dark pool that has areas that are turning white. Well, is it because there's scale depositing on the surface, or is it because the white is calcium leaching out of the plaster in a certain part, in a certain area? Well, uh, those are two different issues and completely different causes. And so um, the, the, it, it takes a little more digging, and it takes – I really like having plaster uh, plasterers that – are willing to work with me and really get to the bottom of things and, and uh, find the best result for the customer. If I did something wrong, I want to know it and I'll, and I'll make corrections. But if, if, um, if it's an issue with the plaster, there's, there's a lot of things we're learning about uh, plaster issues that don't necessarily um, all boil down to water chemistry. If the builder does the startup or if the plasterer, because I, I know there are some plasters that do their own startups. We, we, we really don't. Uh, or, or if the, uh, the homeowner hires a pool service, it's, I agree with, with Mr. Rockwell, it's, it's whoever's doing the startup. It, it, it's the person that takes responsibility for the startup. It, if it's a bad startup or something happening because of water chemistry not being adjusted at the startup or not enough care being taken, uh, uh, with, with a startup, it's, it's whoever is taking responsibility for it. it, it it's exactly that. It, it's, it's it's very hard to say that that a we do a lot of pools, and so I I I see I see pool plastering problems right along with water chemistry problems. I mean, you know, nobody's perfect. It, it's hard to say that a a pool plastering or troweling problem is the result of a bad startup. I mean, you know, you know what I mean? That, that, that would not be fair to the startup company. So it, it's pretty easy to see which is which. Yeah, you don't want to know the answer to that. <laughs> uh, get sent to look at other people's plasters, not just ours. So uh, plastering is an art. Uh, expo exposing aggregate is an art. It really is. I have high ad admiration for, for anybody that does it. Uh, we are a hot weather company, as you guys probably know. Yeah, it was it, it was it was 107 here today uh, in September. Uh, we're a very low humidity. We 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 plaster in, in in very low humidity and high heat, and so things don't always go right. But we we like to try to make them go right. So I think 
one of the things that's kind of, I don't know if it's new, but it's kind of new to me. I think marketing is a lot to do with it is the sequestering agent that you would add to a startup. Is that important and necessary? I get to ask all the time by, by the guys that are doing startups, you know, how much sequestering do I add? What do I add? Do I need metal sequestering? Do I need like a scale type thing? Um, do, you, do you find that is something that is necessary during a startup? We, we put a sequestering agent in every dark colored finish. It doesn't matter if it's exposed aggregate or premium plaster or anything. So we, we put it in every dark colored finish. I, there was a product years and years ago uh, by Natural Chemistry called Safe and Natural Startup. And I've been hounding Terry Arco. He's with Hassa now, but he was with them at the time. And uh, that product was the most amazing thing I'd ever used on starting up a pool. It got rid of plaster dust after the first vacuuming. The water stayed brilliantly clear um, throughout uh, the first two or three weeks. I never added chlorine until about week three on these pools. And then they took it off the market. They, they changed formulas and for a while, and then it was just gone. Um, but basically what I've come to realize is that, that it was a combination of a water clarifier and a sequestering agent. And personally, I put that in every pool. Um, a, a, a water clarifier, uh, like a chitosin uh, uh, clarifier, will, will bind things together and take them out of the water. So the water gives you a, a nice, brilliant, clear appearance. And the sequestering agent will bind up any calcium, metals, things that are in the water into big enough chunks that the filter can filter it out. So... Um, I think it's a it's just a good insurance policy. There's a number of good products on the market, um, and there's some more uh, coming. I'm, uh, I'm very open to to trying different ones, but I, I do think it's a it's a pretty inexpensive insurance policy to to help you out. Yeah, and I'll just touch a little bit on source water too. Um, you know, really understanding what's going into the water is critical. And if you know that you're filling with well water, um, you know, then uh, absolutely, uh, you know, and maybe even do a little bit more uh, on the sequestering side. That's where, you know, being a builder, I don't understand, you know, can you overdose or anything? That would be a question that I would have for the other two experts here. Uh, but you know, you, most clients are spending, you know, many multiple thousands, sometimes, you know, north of $10,000 on these highly specialty um, plasters and a, a bottle of sequestering agent is, you know, less than a hundred dollars for sure. Even for some of the premium ones, um, it, it seems to be really cheap insurance. Uh, and then especially if you have some sort of contaminants or something that you've already um, been made aware of in your source water, the fill water that you're using to fill the pool, you know, without question, you want to make sure that you put the sequestering agent in, which really all that does is it keeps the metals or keeps the contaminants from being able to plate out onto the walls of the pool as you start adding your, uh, your chlorine and you start having pH fluctuations. Yeah, so I was going to say, you led me into the next question, which is the fill water. And a lot of pre-fill filters are on the market. Um, big brand names make those. And are these effective in filtering out some of the things that we were talking about, like metal metal ions and 
um, you know, from the well water, things like that. Is it something that as a builder or as a startup, do you have, anyone ever use these pre-fill filters? I have um, a lot, whether you really need one and, and the type uh, of one that you would need is, is totally dependent on the fill water and testing your fill water is not just testing for pH alkalinity and calcium hardness and temperature. It, it also involves testing for iron, copper, uh, if you can test for manganese, these are the metals that will stain the pool. Iron will create all kinds of problems, uh, possible algae problems and, and uh, staining issues. It'll make the pool use way more chlorine than it should. So if you've got these things, you, you want to know it and you want to uh, make adjustments. Either either use a, a chelation treatment uh that, that'll uh, help pull it out of the water or invest in a, a like a one micron filter uh, to filter the water. It, it may be an unneeded expense in a lot of areas, but um, it, it varies on, on your water. And your source water needs to be measured every single time because water changes. Like here in Southern California, they, they make contracts with all kinds of different suppliers. We could be getting water from the Colorado River. We could be getting water from Northern California. And the makeup of the water is, is different. And so it's it's very important to test uh, right before you fill every time. And I hope you can join us for part three and four of this series. If you missed part one, you can find it by going to my website, swimmingprolearning.com. On the banner, you're going to see a podcast icon. Click on that, and you'll be able to pull up part one. Also, in this podcast description, you're going to see the other parts of this podcast listed there for you. And I would recommend listening to all four parts to get a full picture of the startup process and also how your pool plaster should be at, should turn out if everything's done correctly in the startup and, of course, in the build. And all the other aspects of the startup are covered in this four-part series. And if you're in the pool industry and you're looking to enhance your business, definitely check out my coaching program at poolguycoaching.com. A lot of great benefits for joining the group there. And again, you can learn more at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Yeah! Real quick. If you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.